Week 7, Close to the Mark podcast, episode 6 for real, after our bonus episode, The Hot Ones, First We Feast, uh, done by the Close to the Mark podcast and some friends. Uh, we are still alive, still going strong. Still recovering. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll be okay. We'll, we will survive. We and, will survive. Um, so, it's another week, uh, another discussion of the events and going on in the world of professional wrestling. I'm Charles. I'm Corey here. And we are the Close to the Mark podcast. Week We're, seven. Week seven. Big time. And, and I'll tell you, so we've talked about it, but, uh, you know, the Close to the Mark podcast is now on Twitter, at CTTM Podcast. Yep. Also on Facebook, at CTTM Podcast. And anybody can reach out to us via the Twitter or Facebook pages. Um, or email, Close Close to the Mark Podcast at gmail.com. Correct, absolutely. But, uh, you know, make sure to give us a follow, a like on whatever your favorite social media platform is. We'd love to hear from our fans, you mm -hmm. know, through our various social media outreaches. And as we've said, uh, more is still to come. Amen. So, uh, the week in professional wrestling leading up to what's today's date? It's June 3rd. We today's did. June 3rd. Yeah, so leading up to June 3rd, um, 27th through the 3rd. Right. Yeah. So not a whole lot really happened this week. It's not the... In terms of, like, big news stories in the world of... Filler. Yeah. The biggest news was Cass wasn't actually hurt. Well, which is something, like, that's a really interesting topic of conversation because there seems to be something that is happening, legitimately happening backstage. And whether it's intended to kayfabe other wrestlers or not, we don't really know. Is. But he's using crutches backstage, yeah. by all reports. And I don't know if that's just because we live in the age where backstage, everybody's got Instagram and Snapchat yeah. and YouTube. And, like, if you're on, you know, if you see, like, a professional wrestler's Twitter and they've got a video from backstage and there's big cast going by on crutches, you're like, oh, his, oh he's, he's actually hurt. He is actually hurt. Yeah. Um, but, um, it's good commitment if nothing else. Yeah. And maybe it's just a way to like teach somebody who's kind of inexperienced and still starting out as a big time, like television performer in the world of pro wrestling, that if somebody works over your knee for 20 minutes in a match, like you shouldn't just all of a sudden be running around the ring 21 minutes into the match. Like there's nothing wrong. You've got, yeah, exactly. you have to be able to sell. And if you, if, it's in your mind, if something is supposed to be hurt in the show, you need to make it look that way. Now, do you think there's a chance Big Cass <clears throat> just is so soft that he just actually does hurt, but nothing's actually wrong? I mean, I don't know. I, I You know, people have speculated that maybe, like, he's back too recently after the knee surgery, and, mm -hmm. um, you know, the problem with the way uh, pro wrestlers are, are now almost expected to recover from injury is that if you're given a six-month timetable to recover from an injury... People expect four. John Cena essentially has Wolverine's healing factor. Doesn't he? Because he'll, he'll get something that the doctors are like, he's going to be out for ten months, eight months minimum, and two and a half months later, he's back in the ring. Speaking of John, did you see his cameo in Deadpool 2? I did not. We haven't seen it yet. It's a, it's a movie day for Ashley and I this afternoon. Um, so we're going to go out and catch a couple of You got to look really, really hard. Because you usually can't see him. I was going to say, like, I can't <laughs> see him anyway. It's like, how's, how's that but I, I just wanted, I want to know if, if with this whole reality, everything going on, 
I just wish I knew how far they actually pushed it. Like, does does Big Cass, does he have to sit down with the social media manager of WWE and they have to talk about how his Twitter has to be in character? A good example, you know how Hulk Hogan, how on his Twitter he'll put HH or he'll put, his name Terry? Yeah. Or he'll put maybe maybe just nothing on other ones. Mm-hmm. And he'll say a statement. If he puts HH at the end... It's kayfabe. It's kayfabe. If he doesn't, it's not. Like, Which is, I mean, that's brilliant. But that's like, weird. But it's brilliant. Like It's like a TM symbol, I feel like. You know, it's just, it's just... But I like the idea that, like, he can still play the character, but he can also be a human being, you know? Like, he can... Yeah, but the issue is he uses it to throw the X sometimes. Like, he throw, you know how they throw the X in the matches? Uh-huh. And then, oh, no, he's really hurt. Right. And then they catch wind that the people know. So one match, they throw the X. And yeah. it's like he threw an X. But that's kayfabe. So, that's kayfabe. I mean, so that's what happens business, when Hulk so. Hogan comes back and he says, I'm never coming back to WWE. No HH. This is the real guy talking. Uh-huh. Then he shows up. Then... You got work, brother. Exactly. So what's the point if that's what his goal is anyways? He tries to do that. Because the, it puts... So the, it's always actually in kayfabe. But it puts the thought in your head that, like, maybe you think to yourself, oh, that sucks because, I mean, I feel like at some point I would like to see Hulk Hogan back in WWE, but he just said he's never coming back. That means I'm never going to get what I want, and that's disappointing. And then... And because he didn't put HH in there... That's actually him talking. Right. So he's talking as a human, mm-hmm. not as a character. And you think, like, I'm never going to get the thing that I want. And then he shows up. Which makes you want it. And then he... Sh- then and I- you get what you want. Because he also- lied to us. Right. But sometimes you make the people, you know, want something before you give it to them. But I'm saying at that point, his Twitter actually isn't differentiated. The entire thing is actually kayfabe. It's just the non-HH plays the long game. The HH is always in their beat. So it's kind of like you're always getting worked. Always getting worked. Sometimes you're being told you're getting worked. Sometimes, yes, exactly. Deep. Yeah, that was deep. So I don't, I don't, I don't like that. So I, I want to know is when they sit down. Let's assume, let's assume Big Cass is down with Vince, and he's like, "Look, man, I don't mind being Big Cass on TV." I am Big Cass on TV. You guys, we made a deal, all that. However, on Twitter, I don't know Big Cass' the real name. But I'm Colin. Colin, Colin, Colin Cassie, right? Yeah, yeah. On Twitter, I'm Colin Cassie. I nothing to do with wrestling. I'm a lot different. You know what? Let me, let me, I'm sorry for sidetracking. Let me use a better example to make it easier. There is no way Jack Swagger feels like he actually feels in the We the People part of his life. I say no way, but hopefully not, right? Yeah, hopefully. So when Jack Swagger sitting down with Vince, they're doing We the People. Jack Swagger says, "Look, I'll do this on TV. I pay for it. Blah blah blah." But I'm not that kind of guy in real life. In real life, I'm actually quite the opposite, and I will continue to advocate that kind of thing on not Jack Swagger's Twitter on the dudes, whoever his name is, probably Jack. Y- yeah. So is are they allowed to do that? Are you allowed to have your own Twitter with your own beliefs? I think, to a certain ex- I think to a certain extent you are, because I know, I know, and I don't think, like, I think there's actually, in in the world of WWE, I believe that it's on Instagram that you're allowed to be a little bit more the real human being that you actually are. Allowed? Like, is when you say allowed, is it, do you mean, like, 
you typically see it play out this way, or like Vince says on Instagram, "Be wild, buddy." I I, I don't think he says like. I mean, I think he t- still tell. I think he still tells his performers. Like, don't put anything on Instagram that's going to embarrass the company or yourself because we'll fire you. But, um, but at the same time, like, if you want to post a picture of, you know, yourself and a couple of your coworkers, one or two of whom you might be feuding with at the gym or at a hot tub or getting some checkers late at night, whatever, like, that's okay. But what about up, up, down, down? New Day's have people they're feuding with on YouTube and big. They but regularly. Maybe it's because, but he's not even. There's another great example. Up, up, down, down is WWE Network. No, not WWE Network, but it's uh, endorsed by WWE. Mm-hmm. They're okay with it. They know about it. People go on there. However, Xavier Woods is not on there. No, Austin Creed is. Austin Creed is on there. Mm-hmm. Who is another character? I suppose, unless that's his real name. I don't think so. I think it actually. I think Austin may actually be his real name. He doesn't look like an Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either way. So, that's on there, and... I don't think his real name is Consequences. Who was Consequences? Con- Consequences Creed. Who was that? That was his other, that was his other like, performing name. Really? Yeah. Consequences Creed? Yeah. I want to know why does he have to have Creed in? Did he, did he debut before that movie Creed? Uh, yeah. Because but, his, I mean, Apollo, his first Apollo Creed has been around for a long time. Oh, yeah. I've he, always been surprised that Apollo Crews didn't come in as Apollo Creed. I think Creed came from that because Xavier Creed wore the wore the wore the wore the the patriotic pants. Mm-hmm. And, in any case, so so hey, uh, while we're talking about yeah. Xavier Woods, why does he wear the Sheik's pointy-toed shoes? You ever notice that he wears the Iron Sheik's? That's pointy- not the Iron Sheik's shoes. Those are Final Fantasy shoes, man. Oh yeah, that's well before the Iron Sheik. Look at you, young it's cats, not, hey, man. Hey, hey, hang on a second. Look at you, young cats. Final, Final Fantasy came out in like 1983, 1984. I hope I'm right right now, but I am happily saying Final Fantasy debuted before the Iron Sheik. Absolutely, 100 percent no to Google. Okay, this to is gonna, Google. This is gonna get settled because so, those are Final Fantasy shoes. Well, Final Fantasy came out with the original NES. And the Iron Sheik lost the world championship to Hulk Hogan probably like a week before Final Fantasy came out. So tell me this. When did Iron Sheik debut? No, no, no. When, when did, did he I- debut? No, I don't want to use debut. I don't want to use 1969 for all. Right, we're not going to use debut. We're going to use when he lost the belt to Hulk Hogan like you were just talking about. 84. In 1984? I think, I'm pretty sure it was 84, yeah. Okay. So, moving on. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, why does he wear the point? Okay, for we've established Final <laughs> Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Okay. But... No, I'm sorry. Definitely Iron Sheik. Okay. Yeah, Final um, Fantasy came out nine and eight. I'm just really confused by that, because it seems like... I mean, I feel like he is inspired by a lot of different people. Yeah, I just... Uh, this boots, like, with the curled toes, like... Especially for somebody who does as many drop kicks and things as he does. I just always find that weird, because I think, like... It should either be a gimmick where, like, the boots have a spike on them, so you use it a, as a weapon, but he never does. Well, well, I hope, yeah, fair enough. But, you know, either that or it just seems like it would be really awkward in the ring, like, to jump up on the top rope. What if the toe of your boot gets caught on the rope as you're trying to do a springboard? I feel like it's probably, it's probably, it's probably really weak and, and flops around. But still, like, it could mess you up if it, like, if you were no, trying to, if you were trying, like, to, if you were trying to springboard to the top rope... 
But like while you were trying to put your feet on the rope and jump off, like yeah, it would one just, of your feet got caught. It would just flip over it. It though. would, but it would still mess up your jump and cause you to land on your no, face. I think you're very overshooting how much momentum that would stop. It would be very, very negligible. Alright, well if we ever see Xavier Woods like land on his face or his head because of his boots, we'll no. we'll Can we can I give we'll that man credit? He is the be- he's hot take. No one has improved in ring more than Xavier Woods in the calendar mm-hmm. year of 2007, 2018, 2017. Tonight. You think so? So good. What was the best? Like, um, I mean, I loved when they did the... The little DDT did from the middle rope. The Hell in a Cell with uh, new uh, the Usos. Wasn't he involved in that match? Well, he's been involved in a bunch of great matches recently, yeah. Right, but I thought... The Usos and the or was it Kofi and Big E that were actually in that match? I think it was Kofi and Big E. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause that's the one that he threw the he threw the trombone at him when he was on the cage mm-hmm. when he was climbing. No way. That was a cage match. Cause that's the one when they both had to get out. No, nope, that's who was that? What match is that? Remember when they both had? No, that was the that was the uh, Matt Hardy and them. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about when he threw the trombone at someone, though? I feel like that was Helen Cell. I just can't think of why someone was climbing up and he got a trombone thrown at him and that mattered. Hmm. I don't know. That sounds more like a cage match, but... Yeah, exactly. But in case, I think he's the most improved there is. His promo game's out of this world. That's a... Weren't they saying... When when are they going to announce who from New Day's in? I think we're probably not going to know until the match starts. Get out of here. They're going to do that? That's crazy. I mean, the other, you know, the other thing we've never seen done is, like, the Freebird rule applied to something like a Money in the Bank spot where, like, Kofi goes in, but halfway through the match, Kofi goes through a ladder and Kofi, like, has to be taken out of the match and Big E goes in. Here it comes. I want to, I believe very, very strongly, and I don't get how it's otherwise... Like, I feel like people don't use, what's the word, precedence. Precedence in wrestling very much. After that, James Ellsworth, Carmella, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to call it the disaster, but it ended okay to me, and especially the Kane-Seth Rollins, Money in the Bank wins. There, It's obvious that either you could say the authority can help you win, or just some dude that they can help you win. Kane being the authority, James Elder being some dude. So how in the world is anyone ever in that match not have somebody interfere on their behalf? And that's, I mean, like, that's a good point. Like, in in ladder matches in the past, there is a precedent of, like, it's a ladder match, and if it's a one-on-one ladder match, then the referee is still in control... And there is the rule that even though you can use the ladder, you can use any weapons, and it's whoever retrieves the belt first wins. The very first ladder match in WWE, uh, and I mean, there had been a couple of ladder matches in WWE, but the first big high-profile ladder match in WWE was the match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon at WrestleMania 10 for the Intercontinental Championship. Where his arm got stuck. Well, no, his neck got stuck. What got stuck? Something. His leg. His leg. His leg, his leg got stuck way. in the ring. Working my way now. But, uh, but. At the beginning of that match, Diesel was out there with Sean. And when they made it to the outside, Diesel interfered quite heavily in the match. 
Hold uh, on. Isn't Diesel the same person as Kevin Nash? Yes. But he was fighting Razor Ramon, who is Scott Hall, not Kevin Nash. Wow, I always thought those three were the same dudes, man. Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, and Razor Ramon, or Scott Hall. No, I thought all Kevin the same Nash, person. Scott Hall, and Razor Ramon were all the same dude. No, Kevin Nash was Diesel, Scott Hall was Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon is Scarface. Yes. Diesel is Roman Reigns. Yes. That's a team... Oh, it was. It was I mean, and, and bear in mind, like you have the greatest in ring performer of all time, Shawn Michaels, as part of this clique too. Like, it's probably top ten. But any case, I'm listening. Well, anyway, so uh, the the whole idea of that match was that you know, Shawn brought Diesel out to be his backup and to give a, a well placed forearm across. Shawn brought Diesel. Yeah, Diesel was Shawn's bodyguard. Had to keep all those women off of him. I mean, he was quite a sexy boy back in the day. Oh, I imagine. You know, women, like, he had to beat him off with a stick. And even a stick wasn't good enough, so he had to get a seven-foot-tall guy named Diesel to come out and keep the women off of him. Did he do a good job? Well, he also did a good job of giving a forearm shot to Razor Ramon's face. Let's get it. And the referee referee said, you know what you should do? You should go to the back for the rest of the night. You're you're not going to be out here. That stuff should happen. So, But the thing is, when you have a Money in the Bank ladder match and there's eight men already in the match, like, I completely agree with you. Once you have the matches going on for 15 minutes and there's a bunch of guys piled up outside the ring... Broken, wreckage, carnage, like destruction, bodies lying everywhere. If you're, if you're the New Day and you have Big E in that match, why don't Kofi and Xavier go in there and help keep anybody else from getting in the ring? Exactly. Like, I want to see how good of a spot would this be? Let's take, let's take, uh, what's their names? Oh, Mercy, who's the NXT that Undisputed Era? Undisputed Era. Yeah. Even though I cannot stand them, I can respect them. All right. So, Undisputed Era, Adam Cole is in the Money Bank ladder match. Well, better point, Adam Cole is in the ladder match for the North American Championship. That can work. And but I got- want to see everyone come out there. All right. They do one of them spots from the Tower, the tower of Doom to the outside. Everyone's hit. Everyone's down. Mm-hmm. Right. The three other people from Undisputed Era come Here comes out. Fish, O'Reilly, and Strong. Yep. Grab him, throw him in the ring. They hop in the ring too, and they just circle the inside of the ring, and they say, "If anyone of y'all wants to in here, yeah, try and roll under this. Call it a rope. reverse lumberjack. Exactly. And they say, Adam, you got time? Yeah, go like, get that. Don't." Take too long. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, like I mean, just don't. Yeah. This is there not. Still one, is seven this of them. is not one of those things yeah. that we've talked about on the show before, where you start climbing a ladder. No, it's this, the slowest yeah. anybody's this ever is, climbed this anything. Is, this is quick. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's you know, like a rung every fifteen seconds would be nice. Yes. Yeah. Like just just make sure you let me know with your with your actions. That you're happy we're doing this for you, and you're not like <laughs> you're not incapable of climbing. Exactly. You, you still remember how that works. Exactly. You're not. Exactly. What's that? What's that? What's that wrestling game that we played last night? Gang beasts. You're not climbing a ladder like you're a gang. Yeah. Beast. Like <laughs> let me press L and let me press X and like let me one at a time. Yeah, it's like no matter what you're doing, it looks like the hardest thing you've ever done. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it is. Because, because it'd be like if you had to think about. Like, if you had to suddenly think about telling your body to, like, swing your leg out this way to take a step. Left arm. And it's, like, 18 minutes gone by and Adam's cold. He's literally, his chest is still on the mat. But his hands are on the second rung. I wonder how different, like, 
human evolution in society would be if we had to control our bodies that way. I think we did, man. We got smart. I know, but I'm saying if it was still like, like that, still, if it was still that involved that every time you had had to like pick left up, arm, right arm, yeah, left left hand, pick up the Starbucks. I think that's what. The, I mean, no disrespect. I don't want to sound weird here, but I think that's what the military tries to bring you back to. That's why they do the love, yeah, love. You know, they just try to focus on the smallest things, so you're not thinking about that you're doing the biggest things. Well, they also, like, a big part of that is also, it's about making sure that you do it the same every time. Consistent, yeah. Yeah, but, so, um, let's let's get into the week. Um, you know, Raw started out with uh, Finn Balor and Braun Strowman rehashing their uh, competition from last week. Of course, last week, Braun hit um, Finn with a couple of the, the big Braun Strowman power slams, pinned him clean. So, uh... You know, Braun is still in that, like, top 8, 10 guys, as we've talked about. So you want him in that scene. You want Braun, him... Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant Finn. Finn Balor is okay, still... Yeah. Finn Balor is still part of that group of your top 8 or 10 guys. I agree. But you want him to be able to have a match on Monday Night Raw with Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. But it's okay with them if he loses. You want him to have a match with Braun Strowman on Monday Night Raw. And you want, like, the Finn Balor aura to be present, but it's okay if he loses. You can't kill him too dead, though. So they've done a couple things, which which is to say, you know, he's got some wins over guys like Roman Reigns. Um, he's now got a win by disqualification yeah. over Finn uh, over Braun Strowman. So obviously, they weren't going to have Braun get a clean pin. Uh, they weren't going to have Finn Balor get a clean pin over Braun Strowman in the middle of the ring, um, and they didn't. Um, I just I. Uh... My issue, and I, I don't know if issue is the right word, just fact, is if before this, if the bell ever rang, right, before the bell rang, if I ask you, Charles, you can bet all the money in the world on one of these things, would you feel comfortable betting that Finn Balor would not beat Braun Strowman clean? One, two, three in the middle of the ring. Would yeah. you be comfortable betting everything on that and not even watch the event because it's not even, you already know? Well, I, so. And if it's going to be like that, because it is, why even have them in the same ring? If there's no chance to even consider that. Because then, there's one tiny chance. What? What? Who? We who? haven't seen the Demon King in probably nine months. But the Demon King. Has still never lost a match in WWE. Really? So the Demon has never lost. Never lost. Demon King, you're talking about the Demon King put on the gold, put on the makeup. He has lost in NXT either. I don't believe he's ever taken a loss. Well, that would actually be a big thing. I felt like he has taken outs, but if that's right, that's actually a big thing. I mean, he when he was when they did Beast in the East with him and Kevin Owens, the Demon King was there. That's when he won the NXT Championship, and mm-hmm. I feel like when he loses, he's Finn Balor. But if he has to win a big, big match, the Demon King comes out and he does win. Was that the Demon King came out against Bray Wyatt? Right? No, because then they canceled that whole thing because he had the mumps. Yeah. Wow, that might be big stuff. So, so you think can the Demon King beat Braun Strowman? Beat Braun Strowman? I think so. Well, now I have to ask you the next question. Back to my original point: Are you ever going to see the Demon King on Monday Night Raw? I sure hope so. 
Zero percent chance. Well, I think you have to. I think in the. I think here's what I'll say: in one year and three months from now, when Monday Night Raw is twenty five thousand dollar a minute television, yeah, we'll see the Demon King. No, in the main event, his entrance in is a hundred thousand dollar entrance. Absolutely, but I can't imagine changing the channel when the Demon King is coming out. I can't imagine. I can't imagine paying a hundred grand to watch him walk to the middle of the room, to the middle of the ring. Well, shoot. they're not going to bring that out. Undertaker's they? not retired yet. Undertaker's like three and a half million dollars just to get to the ring. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I want to know if Undertaker, if 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 we could talk to Undertaker right now, would he say, "Look, guys, you know how it is. The money was good, but I am retired." Like, no. is it to the point that we know he's only going to be at Saudi Arabia? I think he'll be at WrestleMania too, and I think it. It going back to our conversation from the Greatest Royal Rumble, um, you know, it, it it almost feels like it will become a cycle that, you know, he'll have his match at WrestleMania, but you know he will go to Saudi Arabia a, a month later because of the payday. Mm-hmm. And we'll just expect to see him again a year later at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think. I mean, Vince McMahon though has to wonder that he did this. He did the biggest retirement ceremony possible oh, for the Undertaker. Literally, an entire WrestleMania. And the Saudis still wanted him. Do you think like that? Could that? Could the Saudis have asked for the Undertaker? No, because it was a year earlier. What was a year earlier? The WrestleMania 34, where they did yeah, the big yeah. the, the angle. It was a year earlier. Yeah. So the Saudis were still asking for the Undertaker well, even after the retirements. They asked for someone that was dead. Who they, did? Yoko yeah, Zuna. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I, mean, I know, but it's like you're <laughs> such a big fan of the product from 1994. Yo, dude, he lives forever. Because literally, it was <laughs> like the Undertaker and Yokozuna at the 94 Royal Rumble. Yeah, but did you? Yeah, but I just I don't. I I don't know, man. I feel like the people that were watching it were probably like 35, 40. And it's a big deal to them. And they're rich. And they watched it when they were kids, like 25 years ago. So they're like, yes, I remember these guys. Yeah. I mean, that's why, like, you But it's just nuts. Like, you have this huge angle at WrestleMania, which is the biggest event of the year. And they know that they, like, they love The Undertaker. They want The Undertaker. I don't think they watched that. But I don't think they saw it. They did. I don't think they could have. Because if if they watched wrestling in any kind of capacity, they would have known Yokozuna was dead. I think the kingdom... He's been dead for a long time. I, think the, I literally think that the kingdom of Saudi Arabia had a VHS copy of Royal Rumble 1994, just like I did. Repeat. And that was the tape that got rewound. Every year. And hung on to... There were some, like, after three years, they noticed that they started to get some quality deterioration, so they dubbed it, like, seven times. <laughs> so there were some backup tapes, and as the, as the quality started to get worse and worse, you just switch over to a backup tape. Um, but, uh, okay, uh, we're just, uh, we're in the process of, of, while we're doing the show today, we're also going to be um, bringing in a, uh, a guest on the show. Um and uh, we're going to take a second right now um, just, just to get him on the line. Hey, Rusty, is that you? Yeah, it's me. What's going on, man? Nothing, man. We're sitting here just talking about uh, talking about 
Mercy, mostly, mostly the greatest Royal Rumble, but thanks for being on, I guess, man. Start by telling us, uh, you know, a little bit about you and when you started watching wrestling and everything like that. Well, first and foremost, I want to thank you for letting me be on y'all's uh, podcast and everything, and uh, I do appreciate it. My buddy uh, Ray told me that you guys have a podcast, and I was like, oh, they talk about wrestling, and I was like, wow, let me be on it, ask him if I could be on it, <laughs> but uh, I, let I me tell you I this, re- you're already uh, a much better guest, and you can't possibly be any worse. <laughs> uh, well, let me tell you something. I know I'm a much better guest than Ray. Okay, That's <laughs> plain cool. and simple. That's a people know. <laughs> uh, uh, I I like that guy Ray. Now, he's a jerk sometimes, but right. anyways, uh, I remember like when I was younger and everything, like kind of watching, like seeing, like on TV sporadically, mm-hmm. like Hulk Hogan and all that stuff and everything. But what really caught my eye. And what got me really liking liking it was my my dad gave me uh, let me have a tape that his buddy uh, uh, recorded a VCR tape. So was that it, was a really long time ago. Was, was it, it the nineteen ninety four Royal Rumble? No, <laughs> uh, uh, no. We, oh, we were just we were about to have the greatest moment in podcast <laughs> yeah, history. We <laughs> We had we were just talking about the '94 Royal Rumble and how the Saudis must have only watched that one on repeat because they requested Yokozuna for that greatest Royal Rumble, and even though he's been dead for a long time, yeah, for a long time, eighteen years, yeah, he's been dead since two thousand. So exactly, so they haven't turned it on in a minute. That's what happens. You got more money than sense. But, but what were you saying? Uh, so, like, my dad gave me uh, let me borrow his VCR tape. And it, I'll never forget the, forget it. It caught my attention as like a 12 year old kid, yep. but it was the Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart Iron Man match at oh, WrestleMania 12. That was a good one. Is that a good one? That, that, oh yeah, that was one of, one of my top favorites. The like, boyhood I, dream I, I, has come true. Like, yeah, like the boyhood dream has come true, even though he, I guess you've seen how fast he wasn't really a nice guy back then, but he's half a religion now, so good for him. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's funny. Hey, but, but uh, I have one question. What's up, man? Did did Bret Hart lose that match? Uh, in her reality, or in well, that okay. Like, who was the cha- who was the <laughs> champion at the end of the night? It was Shawn Michaels. Okay, it went over so did, did, did Shawn deserve to have his moment in the ring to celebrate with the belt? Ooh, that's a good one. Like, uh, I, I just, I think he, did, I, I think he did working hard for it and everything. But Brett was the champion, and I don't think at the time was the, at that time Shawn Michaels. He was trying to pass the torch to Shawn Michaels. I think it should have just awaited this a little bit longer. But circumstances happen and everything. And, you know, I'm a big Shawn Michaels fan. So I like him in the, like, the 2000s there. Like, just every match that I've seen him do was just great. Like, he just got better and better and better. And I was like, you think he's better than Dolph Ziggler? Uh, hmm. 
Michaels or Mike Shawnels, because that's what Dolph Ziggler is. I feel like Dolph Ziggler. I feel like Dolph Ziggler is Oreos, and Shawn Michaels is Great Values Twister Caps. No, 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 no. You know, I just Shawn, it, Shawn Michaels is Oreos, and Dolph Ziggler is what's that? What is that? There's a brand that's like they claim they're older than Oreos, but nobody likes them. Twisting caps. No, man, no, no. There's another one. It's oh. like it actually. It's it's like a black and white cookie like that. Oh. Like that. Oh. In any case, so so you got hooked. Then do you still watch today like you did in the past? Uh, yeah, especially during the Attitude Era, dude. That was like the the prime. I mean, everybody and their mother was watching the uh, Attitude Era. Like, yeah. I remember my first day in uh, going back to middle school. I think it was like seventh grade. I say about eighty percent of our student body was wearing a NWO shirt, a DX shirt, or a NWO Wolfpack shirt, or a Sting shirt, or so on and so on. An Austin three sixteen shirt. Wow, eighty percent. Now, if you tell somebody you like wrestling, they think you're a leper. That's crazy. Yeah, that that it's not like that anymore. Like, mm. <laughs> it just. Not, yeah. I do watch it, but it's there's some things that's that I just it's just like doesn't make any sense to me sometimes. I'm like, what the? But whatever. Well, speaking of that, what's what's your call? Who's your take for Money in the Bank? Oh man, I, you know, I, you know the way they've been pushing Braun Strowman, oh. you know, I, I, he might win it, but. I don't know. I could, I could perceive or like uh, maybe Tim Bauer maybe winning it. Oh Good my call. Gosh, Good call. Man. I like the way this guy. Yeah, thinks. Rusty, you got to get over on my side over here. You're just siding with Charles uh, everywhere, man. That's exactly what I think is going to happen. Uh, Tim Bauer is. You listen to this. Biggie Langston. Shows up, new last name. He got I was going to say, like, is this a he new guy? He got his last name back. That means Apollo lost his name, right? Apollo. Or, or, or Titus. Maybe yeah. Oh, yeah, Titus. Titus. Yeah, it's Apollo and Titus. Yeah. Worldwide. But uh, Big E Langston. <laughs> yeah. Big E Langston wins money in the bank. Or, or my man Jinder Mahal. Defeats Roman Reigns in the in the, right. to open the show, and then he finds mercy. Kurt Angle says, mm-hmm. "Kurt, I just beat Roman. I Reigns. just beat Roman Reigns. Brock Lesnar's never here. The next competition is Braun Strowman. I want to be in the match Braun is in. Yeah. He says, "I'll put you money in the bank." Same night, Jinder wins money in the bank. And then, because he's the modern-day Maharaja, he wins money in the bank. Next thing you know, he says, okay, I got places to be. He leaves. Big camera at the end of the night shows up. He cashes in money in the bank in Canada on Brock Lesnar. At his house. At his house. In front of his wife. In front of his wife and kids. Yeah. 
and he brings Heath Slater with him. He's got kids too. That's so true. I'm going to make your kids watch this. One, two, three. Jinder Mahal wins the championship, comes back to Raw. Chad Gable challenges him and wins the championship. You heard it here first. Chad Gable leaves Money in the Bank, Universal Champion. Do not hold me to that. Hang on a second. I got to call my bookie. <laughs> uh, for so, one, I that could possibly happen, but uh, you're a good sport. But, yeah, that, so, but that's wishful thinking. I Chad agree. Gable, really? Yo, oh, whoa, whoa! Chad uh, Gable is. I, what's wrong? With, what's wrong with Chad Gable, Rusty? Oh, uh, I, you know, I, I just haven't really watched all of all of him. I think like. He's when the, he was with Jason Jordan in the America Alpha tag team, I thought, oh, I'm like, man, these guys are awesome. But oh, my God. I'm I like out. Rusty. I like uh, Rusty so yeah. much. This is We're, the best. Am I going to get kicked off the show? This is the best. You know what? Oh Rusty, <laughs> have you ever done a podcast about wrestling before? <laughs> no, I have not. Oh, I have right. oh my God. Well, I'll tell you what. I got this new one. I'm about to start. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna start. I, I got this podcast called Close to the Mark, and I could use you. Yo, Rusty, I mean, what do I got to do to get you on my side? Oh, you're doing, what, did you talk to Charles before this and he told you what to say? He's kidding me. No, man, no. He's I didn't talk me. to that guy. No, you, he's crazy. Hot, thank you. Thank you, Charles. Charles hot, is crazy. I'm hot take, though. I would love to see uh, Chad Gable versus the bruiserweight Pete Dunne for the UK championship now, any day of the week. Now that would be an awesome match. I will uh, get the other guy back on there, Corey. I would love to see that. And I would love to see Chad Gable being, I think they would have like a four or five star match. Four or five. To be honest with you. Okay, okay. You or know, nine, somewhere. Or nine. There. See, I'm, get, I'm getting on your side a little bit. Hey, thank mean, you. I see you drifting mean, over here. Him a comeback a little bit. You know, yum, yes, Chan. So, uh, yeah. you know, I feel like if it was in Tokyo Dome, probably a solid 10. Yeah. But in case, so let, yeah. me, let me answer this right now. Top three. On all of re- WWE wrestling right now, who are they? Who's your top three? Who's my top three? Okay, all right, that's easy. The number one is the phenomenal AJ Styles. My man, we t- we're friends. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, I think uh, Elias here lately he's been oh. doing really good on the mic you like, better start defending well, yourself good news Corey you're still the co-host of my podcast <laughs> yeah you better get out yeah. Elias do you know how many people are on I this roster I think his promo work I think his promo work is really good if he, I mean, if you he could wrestle he'd you be great at, you gotta in my opinion if you entertain me you've got my attention I think Braun is pretty good I think uh, but yeah, but, but so, so is Matthew McConaughey a great wrestler too? He's good on the mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what, <laughs> what about Johnny Cash? He's good on the mic. Uh, who's it, John Cena? <laughs> no, Johnny Cash. He's really good on the mic. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree with that. Ain't no grave oh, can hold my body down. <laughs> Elias looks like he smokes <laughs> yeah. cigarettes and drinks. Be and drinks uh bush ice. 
I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with like whatever the like most raw burn the back of your throat whiskey is. Yeah, yeah. He's a whiskey man. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna give you a pass, Rusty. I'm a redneck. I'm a redneck. That's I'm a redneck. I'm, I was born I was born in Tennessee. I've been around bush beer all my life, so I I can't knock the bush beer guys. Okay, you might be in a lie. Guy mad at you. All right, so who, uh, who's who's three then? Miz. Uh, uh, I say. AJ Styles is definitely number one. I give that. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll give you. We'll, we'll walk with Elias. Well, I ain't walking oh, with him, but I'll, uh, I'll let more. I, I gotta say, I don't think he's like number two or three, Elias. I think he's like four or five to me. That's I fine. think. Uh, I think Seth freaking Rollins. Let's go. Is number two. You're about to kick Charles off the show, boy. We're going to the top over here. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I hope his knee recovers like, soon, though. It's been two I years. I think I, I like I like Seth Rollins. He's really good. I think they did him great. They turned him heel. Yep. And then now he's babyface. I think that's what they need to do with Roman because he's getting booed, dudes. Who's, but, getting, who's you know, getting booed? Roman. Roman, look at WrestleMania 34. They changed the match. They what? changed the results during the middle of the match. Roman is a heel, man. I, <laughs> well, Joe Vincent, Vince, Vincent Kennedy McMahon that. I don't think he get, he's getting that. I think he, like I he, think he gets it. It's written in the memo section, that big old check that boy gets every single week. I don't yeah. know. I wish I would get check says check, but two you know, I wouldn't mind getting booed, too, if they paid me that good money. Yeah, but, exactly. uh, I was going to say, the check says two Roman Reigns from Vince yeah. McMahon all the money, and on the what the check is for line, it says, the loudest reaction. The loudest, exactly. The <laughs> yeah. loudest reaction. Yeah, and he's getting the loudest reaction. Every time. I, every time. Every time. I, th- I think he's not, I think the fans are not giving him a, a, a break. I think what WWE is doing, guys, is they're pushing him a little way too hard. I've listened to shoot interviews for like there are other top stars like Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast, Chris Jericho's podcast, and he says, I think, I think what they're doing, they're pushing it too hard. And <sighs> just let it happen. How they you know, like, it's been four, what, four years since he left the Shield. And how many WrestleMania main events? Four. Every one that's of them. Pretty, Every that's one a pretty of them. I mean, but, I mean, put it like this, though. Put it <laughs> like this. And tell me the truth. Tell me the truth, Rusty. How many out of the last four WrestleManias, if you took the moment directly after the promo video played for the match and before the match started, that time right there, if you took how you felt before every match in that moment I just described, has the Roman Reigns match been the most interesting, intriguing one of the past four WrestleManias? No. Who, no. Get out of here, no. man! Who, who's, what match was more anticipated? Well, I will say WrestleMania 33 was the the uh, the. I will give you the, that one because it had it had the dead man. Like who can who doesn't like the Undertaker? Exactly. I mean, and all and he does. I was there in Orlando. Hey, me too, that. man. Nice. Uh, well, I, yeah, I remember my buddy telling me you were there, but I didn't even know you then. Yeah, so exactly. I was, yeah, but uh, 
it seems like you're written out, you're out and you seem like a pretty cool guy. And then maybe <laughs> next one I'll see you at it. Yeah. So, so uh, the dead I man, of course. Um, I was... Roman Bryan. I'm I, gonna, was, I'm gonna, I was there at that WrestleMania and I had never in my life, like, been so happy to be at something. Like, that was like a dream come true. Mm-hmm. But, but that last event, like, you know, that was the one I was really wanting to go to. And I will give you that one. Okay. Like, that was really the one I was intrigued upon. So let's go to the first one it's then. The Undertaker. Brock it's and Roman first time around. What about that one? Brock and Roman? For number one. Uh, at 30. Uh, that was 31. 31. Uh, 31. That's nice San Francisco. Mm-hmm. At the San Francisco's new stadium. Where you are. Uh, uh, no, not so much. I, my other, uh, I thought the, uh, what I was intrigued upon, what caught my eye, was Sting versus Triple H. Oh, like, I had always, yeah, okay, yo, come on, man. You always wanted to see Sting in the WWE. Yeah. I think he came late. I don't and, and that should have been the Undertaker match. I don't even understand what? Sting, why Sting matters. Well, he's trash. Because, I mean, like, you have to understand that Sting was, Sting was the axis on which the NWO angle turned. Like, when... He was the man at WCW, the only one to stand up to the NWO. And and didn't get his butt beat every week by him. But he was also, like, what the whole storyline turned on, was the idea that, like... Sting was this tried and true WCW guy, you know, counting on counting on Hulk Hogan. Hogan betrays him, and everybody else, like Luger, Macho, everybody else, jumped ship for the NWO. Sting was the guy. I mean, I would say he never did. Unfortunately, WCW was trash, yeah. and it went out of business because they actually did have Sting join the NWO. But for a long time, the storyline was that Sting was the one guy who didn't join the NWO and who still fought for WCW. And he was, was he yeah. the best of the whole clan? Was he the best of the group? Yeah, he was, I mean, Sting was awesome. Yeah, I guess I just don't understand why is Sting versus Triple H relevant. It shouldn't have happened. It should have been Sting versus The Undertaker. It's a match everybody always wanted to see. Yeah, exactly. We, I, I thought, I was like, okay, maybe at Wrestle, that's why it intrigued me. Maybe WrestleMania 31, Sting will get you know, do his old match with Triple H, okay? But then, like, you're in Dallas AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas, over a, a hundred thousand people. Yeah. Uh, you think that it would have been Undertaker versus Sting? Holy man, what, what, what? How awesome would that have been? Well, you don't need but, the main event of a WrestleMania have a combined age of 130. Yeah, but that wouldn't have been the main event. <laughs> Sting that Triple is H was true. The that they're, they're old, but I still respect both guys a lot. Like, definitely The Undertaker, because, like, at 33, you could just tell, even in the stands, he was not, there was something wrong with him. I don't figure, figure, they finally said he has a bad hip and he's yeah. a hip replacement. Who was 33 but, was Roman, right? No, 34 is Roman. No, uh, Undertaker versus uh, Roman was at 33 in Orlando. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. 
rolling, rolling and Brock was uh, this past one at 34, and he got murdered. He got beat up pretty bad. Good. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just don't get it. Why, why, if you're pushing a guy like that and you want him to be, why would you have Brock Lesnar beat him to a pulp so bad? You know? I don't, I don't get it. Like, maybe they want to show compassion? I, I, I actually think it's because a week before WrestleMania, Vince said, well, we need some kind of huge main event for Saudi Arabia. The biggest main event I can think of is Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Exactly. So let's not have anything happen in this match so we can do it again in three weeks. Exactly. Which sucks for the fans, but good for Vince's pocketbook. Yeah. But yet, like, he's screwing over the fans, man. Like, personally me, he's screwing over the fans. If if it was me, I mean, it's not my destiny, man. He's a billionaire. Two. He's an all right. Vince. Yeah, two billion. Two point two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's got a lot of money. We'll just say that. More than Ted Turner. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let me ask but, you this then: the quick version. Mm-hmm. Let's assume you were Vince, and you mm-hmm. were in control of everything from when Roman Reigns went solo to today. Okay. And I know you yeah. said they pushed them too fast. So if it was up to you, would Roman Reigns be in the mid card right now, or would he still be in the championship picture? No, because he does sell pay per views. Okay, he does sell pay per views, except for the last one. Did you guys see where like most of the crowd left? You talking about backlash? Like, Yes, it was. Oh, I went, wow, this is your guy. I mean, but was that the worst thing you ever seen? When the shield broke up, it shouldn't have been Seth Rollins that that turned that went heel. It should have been Roman. Now, and in a year's time, he, or a year and a half time, they could have changed it. Uh, uh, and made him baby this, and it'd probably be a different atmosphere for Roman right now. So, like David, he would get this probably. I'm not gonna say a stone cold pop because that's pretty loud, or a rock pop because that's really loud. I think he would be cheered and and be the man, and him being Cena. I mean, Cena tried to help him out, but Cena got on the mic. I murdered him on Kill. the promos. Well, and, him on the and how many times have we seen a popular wrestler hold up Roman Reigns' hand in the middle of the ring to say, like, this is, your- this is cheer this guy, because you like me, you'll cheer for me, Social. I'm lifting this guy's hand to tell you to clap for him. It hasn't worked yet. But Rusty, let me ask you this, because I know it's a long way away, we don't know quite exactly where things are going, but we have pretty good idea... Um, you know, who's likely to be involved. Who do you see winning the Royal Rumble in January and going on to headline WrestleMania this year? Ooh. I... I think it might be... God, Corey's going to get mad. Say Dean Ambrose. I... I, I don't know if he comes back really strong, but... 
I can I can foresee. Time out, time out. Before uh, you say anything, I just gotta let you know this answer is incredibly important. Yeah, I'm listening. Uh, I I would see. Uh, gosh, man, you, that was a, that's a good question. Like I'm so far out. Like, but I could. I want to say two people. I could say maybe Seth Rollins or Braun Strowman. Just, just honestly, look what Braun Strowman did in the Greatest Royal Rumble. Well, eventually, eventually, here's, a, here's, a, I think you're right. I think Seth is in the perfect position in his career that a Royal Rumble yes. win and trip to WrestleMania, pointing at the sign, is exactly what he needs to move up to that next level. And I think eventually yeah. Braun has to start suffering that biggest man in the Royal Rumble treatment, where. Yeah. You know, like 15 guys realize if we don't get rid of Braun, yeah. he's eliminating all of us. So we just have oh, to yeah. gang up on him and get rid of him. Exactly. And he might walk away angry and he might, you know, f- flip over the announce table on his way out. But you need to you need to start ganging up on him and getting out of the rumble. Here, here's a little fancy yeah. for you guys. This is what this is how it's going to work. Right. So okay. uh, let's see. Braun Strowman's 26. You got three other dudes in there, and Dolph Ziggler's number 30. He comes in. Those three dudes throw... Braun Strowman throws those three dudes... I mean, those three dudes throw Braun Strowman out. He's angry. He's upset. Dolph Ziggler's on the apron hanging on to something because that's what he always does. Braun Strowman is so angry that he literally picks the ring up, pushes the ring in the air. Dolph Ziggler conveniently was holding on to the ring... Because that's what he's always doing. The other three dudes fall out the ring because he flipped it over. Dolph Ziggler's hanging on. He's won the World Rumble. Retribution has arrived. Dolph Ziggler kind of main event Randy. It's kind of main eventing WrestleMania, but you can ask Randy Orton about how that actually works. And we've done it. Dolph Ziggler's the right answer. Okay. Well, hey, Rusty, it's been great having you on the show. I, I think I can speak for myself when I say we would love to have you back on the show in the future. Absolutely. If we have a big event happening like a SummerSlam or something like that, maybe we can reconnect with you. Uh, we're just about out of time for the segment, but we really appreciate uh, having you on. What are you most excited for? Last couple minutes here, we just got to wrap it up. What are you most excited for in the world of professional wrestling right now? Oh, man, I just... Uh to see the continuation of expansion, and also to not just only WWE, I want to throw out Ring of Honor. Look what Cody Rhodes is doing out there. Yeah. This all-in pay-per-view that's getting ready to happen, and, and like I think, like Kenny Omega is awesome. Oh, yeah. Like him and Chris Jericho fighting in New, Ch- New Japan. That was an awesome match. So good, uh, but so good. Like I think Kenny, I think. WWE needs to try to get Kenny Omega back because he was. I think he was with them one at one point. I saw a but, guy. Uh, I saw a guy in New Japan. I'd really like to see his name was Chris Jericho, and I think that guy could make a big splash in North America. That guy, that guy. He's. Yeah. I haven't seen that guy in a while, and I, I love that Chris Jericho. He was, he was brutal. He's mean. I loved it. I was like, oh, that's so awesome. And they had a great match, too, out there. But, uh, Let me ask you this. When you say the expansion, do you want to see those companies thrive themselves, thrive themselves? Or do you want to see WWE collect all that great talent that makes those places great and just have all that talent on the WWE roster? Well, I think they're going to have to 
Uh, I would like to see some competition. Okay. Back when WWE versus WCW happened, mm-hmm. that's when one wrestling was really, really good, dudes. When they had competition, but now they ain't got no one to compete with. Like, kidding me, TNA, get out of here. Well, I don't so think TNA's on. So, what do you think? There's been a little. There's been a little bit of talk that maybe one potential thing we could see because this all-in concept is the idea of all indies working together, and uh, the idea that we could potentially have, you know, these independent promotions uh, working together. You've already got the Fight Network app. Uh, what do you think? Do you think we'll ever see like one subscription service, a streaming subscription service like the network? Uh, where maybe for $10, $15 a month, you get access to Ring of Honor and PWG and NWA and, you know. Uh, yeah, I do see it, but not right now, but maybe in a, like, ten, like five or to ten years. I think with what Cody Rhodes is doing, he's bringing the indies back up. And look, 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 they're getting ready to fill out a small stadium. And it's just indie wrestlers, and indie wrestlers, they do a lot more to get noticed. And I think, and I think that makes out better matches and stuff like that. I think nice. Cody Rhodes is the top guy in the indies right now, and and he's slightly ahead because Kenny Omega is right there with him. You think if you made a list of the people that would make the biggest splash by going to WWE right now? You think Cody Rhodes would be on the top of that list? No, because he's already been there. Yeah. He's already been on the TV. But if you put Kenny Omega on there, it'd be like the AJ Styles in 2016 when he entered the Royal Rumble. Oh, you People mean when we saw, we saw Roman Reigns react? saw to Roman Reigns' face yeah. while AJ Styles' like, music played. I went, dude, shut up. You know who that is. <laughs> AJ Styles. Yeah. Who is this dude? <laughs> You got Michael Cole Roman, acting Roman did like, pull that face like... He did, yeah. Michael Cole was like, oh my God, I can't believe it's him. Is it? Is it could it be? Could it be like, like Superman? So Roman Reigns like, did I miss something? We here? got the squint. Yeah, what's yeah. James? Is that James? No, that's not James. Was, who is this dude? Is someone going to get security? Acting like he didn't know who this guy was. That was crazy. Yeah, it was... It was. I think that Royal Rumble was pretty good besides the ending of it. I knew Triple H was going to win. And that led into Roman versus Triple H at WrestleMania three. Yeah, I mean, whatever. But uh, I do appreciate you guys letting me be on your podcast, man. This is like a dream job true. I get to talk about something I really enjoy talking about and stuff. And um, I'd like to give a shout out to Courtney and Jesse Stewart because they uh, they introduced me to that guy the to Ray to Ray. Uh, to Ray. Uh, we all watch wrestling together. I know Courtney, uh, Jesse's wife, Courtney, she is a big time Miz fan. Like, yeah, she's a Miz fan out like no other. And she likes Elias too. She likes to walk with Elias too. And she makes a good taco. She makes a good taco dip. You said uh, Courtney and Jesse Stewart? Do what? Courtney and Jesse Stewart? Yeah, Corey and Jesse, uh, Jesse Stewart, like, Jesse, you need to try to get him on here, too, because he's a big-time wrestling fan. Well, he, he, shout out to them as uh, long as they download, like, 
favorite, subscribe, hit us up on the Twitter, yep. tell them to find us. But hey, we appreciate it, man. It's been great having you on. Glad you enjoyed it. We'll get you back in the future. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Y'all take care. Yep. See ya. All right. All right, so that was a lot of fun having Rusty on as a guest. Uh, Shout out to Rusty, we appreciate you. Yeah, really appreciate you. Um, uh, Definitely want to have you back on at some point in the future. And and hey, for the rest of you guys who are listening, um, reach out to us, you know, close to Mark Podcast at Gmail, um, at CTTM Podcast on Twitter or Facebook. You can be on the podcast too. We'd love to have you as well. Love to hear from you. Well, everybody. But let's talk about, so we didn't really get through the rest of what happened on Monday Night Raw, um, which nothing too dramatic. Jinder got the win over Seth because Roman interfered, obviously setting up a match between Jinder and Roman at uh, uh, Money in the Bank. The question is, though, when someone interferes like that with history, uh-huh. does that mean Roman just really doesn't like Jinder? Or does that, but does it, must mean he's kind of okay with Seth as well? Well, you know, I mean, like, in a sense... Like, Seth now has a loss on television because of Roman Reigns. Yeah. He should be saying, why are you interfering in my match? Like, you didn't think I could beat Jinder clean in the middle of the ring? I've and then you. And then you can, when 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 Jinder's rolling out of the ring because he just lost clean in the middle to the stomp, like, you can have him after that. There's no reason he to... stole his moment. Yeah, there's no reason to jump in the middle of my match. Like, let me beat him. And then while he's trying to walk to the back, then you go, then you can get him in the ra- in the aisle. Yeah. Or heck, last week you were going after him backstage. Exactly. Wait till he tries to hit the showers. Now you can spear him. Yeah, like you didn't know where he was. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like this is the only chance you had. Yeah. You literally hunted him last week. <clears throat> Do right. that. Exactly. You, you don't cost have to. Me a w. Yeah. Exactly. Like I get paid less this week because of you. Exactly. Fortunately, I'm still champion, but he's, I guess he is a champion. Fortunately, yeah. yeah. But still, he's getting paid less. Exactly. That's that should. That, if I were Seth Rollins, I'd be like, that was kind of a dick move, man. Yeah, I would say, dude, pick your time better. Yeah. I'm going to give you these hands. Exactly. Because he did it before. Yeah. Um, right, fair enough. So we we got to figure out who's going to challenge for uh, the Raw tag team titles. Who's going to take on the Deleters of World. Uh, what do you think would be a good way to do that? Uh, Food fight? I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be, historically speaking, and maybe you can vouch for this. This has to be. This has to be the worst tag team division ever right now. No, it's not the worst it of all time. It's got to be. I'd rather have Isaac Yankum, and I would rather have the Barber yeah, but you, on the same team right You now. wouldn't rather have the Body Donnas, the Smoking Guns. Give and, me the Body Donnas and the Funkadactyls. This is trash. This is, this, is, this is close to the worst it's ever been, but it's not the worst it's ever been. I would. I could not imagine it being any worse. Well, let me let me introduce you. I'm going to get my VHS copy of the Royal Rumble 1994, <laughs> and we're, I'm going to show you the tag team division in 1994. I just don't even get who... who oh. Sorry, I'm broken. Yeah. So, we, uh, you and I talked about Drew McIntyre destroying Chad Gable. Chad got a little bit of offense in there. He, he they did let him show off that Chad Gable can German suplex somebody that appears to be about two feet taller than him, mm-hmm. and obviously outweighs him by probably a good hundred pounds. But did they show that he can kick out of his finisher? No. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, the Claymore. A... The Claymore was the end of the story there. Extremely protected. Yeah. Um, so then the other big thing on Monday Night Raw was the women's gauntlet match for the last oh. spot in uh in Money in the Bank. Um it was a 
it was a weird match. Um, it had a lot of super, super short segments. Yeah. Um, Bailey beat Liv Morgan in no time at all, less than a minute. Yeah. Bailey uh, beat Sarah um, in in less than a minute. Yeah. Or just about a minute. Um, Ruby Riot in just a couple minutes beat Bailey. Ruby Riot in less than a minute beat Dana. And then Ruby Riot, Mickey James. Uh, Short match. Yeah. It showed off Mickey James a little bit. Mickey James. Isn't is Mickey super- James? Does Mickey James need to show off? Isn't she old? Like, doesn't everyone know what you got in Mickey James? But she's super. She's like Mickey James is better than most of the women's division right now. Natalia. I I would say Mickey is probably a little bit like smoother in the ring, if I'm being honest, than Natalia. Like, Mickey doesn't seem to wind up in awkward spots as frequently as Natalia does. Natalia always ends up in awkward spots. But, um, <laughs> but no, Mickey is really good, and, and I think, like, if you if you want to have a 20-minute match, it makes sense that the longest part of that match involves Mickey James, because it's going to be good wrestling. Um, the last entrant to the gauntlet match is Sasha Banks, and uh, Sasha ended up winning in about five minutes with the bank statement. Yeah. So Sasha is our last entrant into the women's money in the bank. For the All that considered, I can mm-hmm. tell you the problem with the women's division. Mm-hmm. You remember, it might have been a few weeks ago at this point. Remember we were talking about how they did, uh, like, no matter how you look at it, what they do really good is Brock's one, Roman's two, Braun is three. Brock kicks out of F, kicked out of everything. Mm-hmm. Roman has kicked out of multiple F5s. Braun only kicks out of, doesn't kick out of any F5s. They do a good job establishing that is the pecking order. Mm-hmm. There is nothing like that in women's division. Period. Right. There is zero. I don't even know. Like this, somebody well, beating this. Hang person, on a second. Because minus Asuka. Sh- no, Charlotte can beat Asuka, and Carmella can beat Charlotte, well, and Asuka can beat everybody. So essentially, it's Carmella is at the very top, then Charlotte Flair, then Asuka, then everybody else. But Asuka's also beat Carmella before. Well, in NXT, things have changed. Carmella's she's on another. Evolved. She's on another level. Oh, so Enzo was dead weight. I, I mean, hey, people have talked about like who thought between you know Cass. between Enzo and Cass with Carmella that Carmella would be the breakout champion star of that group. Grab the brass ring. Is this still called? The I'll tell you. For yeah, absolutely. But I'll tell you who who believed that was James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth actually seems like a pretty bright dude, actually. Yeah. Like, that man, he, I mean, he, good judgment. It's a shame, though, because, like, this whole Mella's money thing, and now Mella is the champion, like, he should have been involved. He should, oh, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. He should have, they should have brought him back for a day, and they should have been involved. This thing, oh, my bad. Do you think, uh, do you think, um, like, there's even the slightest chance that Carmella beats Asuka at... Money in the bank. I'm going to answer your question with a question. With interference from James Ellsworth? Yeah. Did you think Carmella was going to be Charlotte at any given point? No. So there's always a chance. Always a chance. I think I am actually... I like Carmella. I think think this is what happens. I think most other people watch, you know, women's wrestling. And I'm not... I mean, nice with the outfits and everything. It is what it is, right? But I just... I don't set expectations the same way I do for an AJ Styles match. So I'm not disappointed. But if I held in that regard, maybe I would be. 
But I think it's kind of foolish if you were going to hold them to that regard for the same reason you don't see girl running backs in the NFL. For the same reason you don't see there's an NFL and the WNBA. Just because there's, 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 there's different genetics, man. Right. You know, so it is what it is. And, I mean, like, the best women's matches we've ever seen are awesome matches. And exactly. there's a lot of men that couldn't pull off the stuff they do. Oh, absolutely. Like, there's a lot of male pro wrestlers out there. I'm going to say, like, I'm going to say... Elias will never be in a match better than... Well, if we had Elias versus Dan Matha, they would not be able to pull off Bailey versus Sasha at NXT Brooklyn. No, they would not be able to pull off Bailey versus Ruby Riot at Monday Night Raw. Ooh. Dan Mather, man. Dan Mather looks like a Q-tip. You remember yes. him? Yeah. <laughs> I guess the most generic. So, do you know what I just realized, though? Before we get into SmackDown, I'm because I'm, I, we were talking about, like, what's the big story of the week? Because it's kind of a nothing week. I just realized that the two biggest stories of the week in professional wrestling are, number one, John Cena and Nikki Bella are back together. And I hope we can talk about that. And it's like all of the whole nonsense. It work. It's like John and Nikki with The Miz and Maurice, you know, Miz and Maurice telling everybody. And it's messed up, too, because, like, there's not even a payoff to the whole angle with John and Nikki not being involved with WWE right now. There's not even opportunity for Miz and Maurice to say, see, we told you so. We told you that their relationship was nothing but for the purpose of self-promotion and television mm-hmm. cameras. And when they broke up, it would have been a great opportunity for Miz and Maurice to to say, like, yeah, their relationship is not as strong as ours. Yeah. And when they got back together, there's no opportunity for Miz to say, well, this is just all for the cameras still. Like, this exactly. is all for reality television. Yeah. There's a reality TV show being built around whether will they or won't they, where yeah. our reality television show is about our happily married but life and our kids. Exactly. Yo, is Miz a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Like, clear cut? Miz, if Miz, if Miz had some, and knock on wood, Miz is not going to have any unfortunate injuries or mishaps that are going to prevent him from wrestling anymore because I want to see Miz, and Miz works the safe style, so Miz could be okay, but... If Miz had like an edge situation where he had to come out tomorrow night and say, I can't ever wrestle ever again, to the Hall of Fame. straight to the Hall of Fame. Immediate, this next WrestleMania Hall of Fame. Next WrestleMania Hall of Fame. So, you know, I've watched for probably three years, four years. Was Miz humongous? Like, has Miz ever Miz been got, humongous or has he always just been a power mainstay? He got overshadowed in the angle between Cena and The Rock at WrestleMania. Yeah. But I think it's very hard to think of somebody who wouldn't get overshadowed by John Cena and The Rock at WrestleMania. And CM like, Punk not did many, too, didn't he? Yeah. There's not, I mean, CM Punk was a huge star and still got overshadowed by yeah. Cena and The Rock. Was CM Punk at his height bigger than Miz at his height? Yes. So was CM Punk a Hall of Famer if all that stuff didn't happen? If, if, if he would accept a Hall of Fame invitation, I think he would be a Hall of Famer. Okay, so the Miz, so is the Miz a good example? Someone that's just a B plus forever. He just never was below B plus. Well, there's a lot of guys. There's, a, I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of like C minus guys in the Hall of Fame. Who? I'm. I, I mean, Hillbilly Jim is in the Hall of Fame. Wasn't he a beast? Is my age showing right now? I mean, if if there's an era of wrestling that I'm not like that, I was too young for. Did he say the N word? Hillbilly Jim? What is Hillbilly Jim? I don't there's think There's an era that you don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, Vince hit him hard with it. But Remember when Vince... But... Don't say it, Charles. But, no. 
I know I've been upgraded to five, but none on the podcast. <laughs> none on the podcast. Anyway, so... Hold on, and hold on. When Vince McMahon said it, if I walked up to Vince McMahon, I was like, yeah. Vince, what did you do that for? Would he be like, what do you mean? Would he not be able to understand why I would be like, why are you doing that? Or would he be like, my bad? Or would he be like, dude, I'm Vince, I'm going to do what I want? I don't, I don't imagine that that was written. <laughs> I think Vince just did it. He just felt I think he felt it in the moment. I think that would be his excuse. He just was like... So I just I was just feeling it. I was I just I I weighed the pros and cons. No, it was just just in that moment it hit me. Yeah. Didn't Booker T do the same thing? Oh, Booker T did it. I mean, like Booker T's was arguably worse. (laughs) Didn't someone look at him like, bro? Did you hear? Oh yeah, and like, but you could also see on Booker. Like, (laughs) I've never seen somebody's face go from angry to sad faster than Booker T's. When he realized that he said it the second it came out of his mouth, Hulk Hogan, we coming for you? <laughs> like, you just see his face go from telling you what we're doing to, mm. oh my God, I can't believe. Oh, I'm going to watch real quick. Like, you just see the... After we take that was a... That was a moment that was like... Oh my God! I can't believe I just did that. Did that? What? Vince McMahon didn't do that. Vince McMahon just well, I did that. Well, I just <laughs> I guess, yeah. I guess and I, without getting too weird, like Booker T, I'm willing to gamble. Maybe I'm wrong. Booker T was unhappy that he used the word because it was on live television. Yes, but when those cameras are not around, it He's, probably is in the repertoire. I have a feeling like that was that was him talking trash on the street. <laughs> exactly. Worked its way into his television personality, <laughs> exactly. which is still his job. <laughs> exactly. And it would be like if I was talking with a customer at work and just all of a sudden the language of my life worked into that workplace exactly. conversation and I got fired two minutes later. Exactly. Which would suck but I could see where it was coming from. Yeah. But I'd be, like, be like, fair enough. I shouldn't yeah. have done that. That slipped up. It's just, you know, my core came out. Yeah. I repressed that when I get to work. I got hyped up. Yep. The top came off my back. Yeah. But Vince doesn't have that. No. Vince had to grow that. Well, the other <laughs> question is like, Vince might see some repercussions in terms of like the network sending him a memo. But there's nobody above Vince McMahon to come to Vince McMahon's office and be like, yeah, we can't have that. That's Vince McMahon. I mean, Was there a hard ER on it? No. 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 With Booker, there was. No. Well, with Booker, it was more... Okay, with Booker, it was closer than it was with Vince. Vince was very much like the, the soft vowel ending. Booker... Booker was... I, he, I felt like Booker was closer to a consonant. So, if you just had the sound bites, who would you be more comfortable playing if you had to play one of them? I mean, I'm still so like I'm still more comfortable with Booker T saying it. Oh, than Vince, Vince McMahon, McMahon said it to Booker T. Oh my God! Did you know that? I knew he said it to Cena. Yeah. Well, so Cena was there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yes! The greatest 
chest. Look at the chest. No, he walked. Okay. Did he? Tell me, he didn't just say that. Oh, that was gold. That was gold. Oh, I didn't realize Booker was. I knew he said it to John Cena. Oh man, he really. He, I'm. Do you think that'll be in Cena and oh, Nikki's wedding vows? <laughs> I think. I think there's gonna be some weird stuff in the wedding vows. Do you think the basic thugonomics melody plays during their wedding? Oh, I hope it's like she walks down the aisle, you know, to the traditional like here comes the here comes the bride. But Cena is the much bigger star, and he's held more championships, yeah. so he should come out last. I don't care that he's the groom; <laughs> he comes out last. Yo, this relationship proves kayfabe is real, man. Yeah. I mean, they're breaking up. He comes out last. Comes out last to to, to to no. He comes out to basic economics. Word life. Yeah, and and then they leave when they're heading to the reception. They leave to time is now. Dun, 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 dun. Rapa do. Were words too, or just sounds? Is it? Dun, 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 no, is no. It, my I time is up. My time is now. Well, who, 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 who delivers those lyrics? John Cena. Live. Live. With a mic in his hand. That's big. <laughs> We've gone so far off topic. We have. <laughs> but there's not a whole lot to talk about this week, so, so we might as well filler. say whatever. Yeah. So much filler. Um, Did Hulk Hogan drop them? Uh well Hulk Hogan did it in like that was... in the in the tape. <laughs> so it's the kind of thing like Mark Henry's not mad at Vince McMahon and Booker T. He is mad at Hulk Hogan and that's kind of enough. Story. I think the I think the 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 delineation and the distinction there is that Booker T did it in the heat of the moment cutting a promo on television. Vince McMahon so obviously now that they now that I saw that clip played again and they did the moment where Booker T said, tell me he didn't just say that. That obviously was scripted. Yeah. And obviously, like, now it's still Vince McMahon is the boss, so he's yeah. the one who approves whether or not they do that segment. But it was, so those still were done as, like, one was heat of the moment television angle, the other was, you know, a planned television angle that had a punchline. Um, with Hulk Hogan, and, and this is the part, you know, that's, that, that really sucks about it, is that it was in the sex tape, and it was... It was in the sex tape? It was in the sex tape. And the, and Who they, was he calling the N-word in the sex tape? In the sex tape, he's talking to Bubba the Love Sponge's wife, who's, who he made the sex tape with. Mm-hmm. He didn't know he was making a sex tape. He, he thought he was just... Like, he thought his friend, Bubba the Love Sponge, Clem whatever his name is... And and his wife were into it. swingers. Okay, so they were swingers, and you know, like so whatever. Bubba's wife wanted the twenty-four inch python, so <laughs> they called the Hulkster brother. So I'm gonna deliver. And while they were, you know, <laughs> while they were doing the business. <laughs> Okay, but oh my god! So like they, he doesn't know that they're recording this though. Like they're making a videotape of this, and I guess because his buddy wanted to watch him having sex yeah. with his wife. I'm just trying to figure out where does this turn. But into like, the wait, so they're having is a the love sponge black? No, 
So there's there's two white dudes and a white girl in the room. Right. And well, no, no, no. The, Bubba's not in the room. That's why he's recording this. But he's in the room recording it. No, no. He's got like he's got a hidden video camera set up. Oh. Because he wants to watch Hulk Hogan have sex with his wife. Hulk Hogan's not really down with that. He's like, <laughs> oh, look, man, I'll have sex with your wife. But you're not going to be sitting in a chair like five feet away from me watching this. This is such I can't believe conversations like this exist. In yeah, life. but all right. So he's like, all right, I'm gonna set a camera up. No, no, he doesn't tell Hulk Hogan that. He oh, might he tell just, his wife that. So he just says, all right, then. All right, come you do just it, go then. have sex with my wife, and then tell me about it. Or, or like, you know, I'll just think about it. But I'm just into that. Was he in the house? You think? Or was I he don't know. That's a good question. And he probably was. But anyway, okay. he's got he's got a hidden video camera in there recording it so and. Just, Hogan's talking about how his daughter was dating. Oh, uh, is that what the kind of thing you talk about when you go to a swing? I mean, I house? That, maybe when you're putting your socks back on, you know, just like you just <laughs> feel like that's. I feel like you'd have to know someone really well. Well, they were all good friends. I mean, they'd known each other for years. They'd all been really good. Like that was uh, Bubba the Love Sponge was like Hulk Hogan's best friend oh. at the time. So, so like, yeah, they knew each other, and 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 the woman was probably like, "So, what's going on with Brooke?" You know, and he's like, well, she's dating this. Hit him with the hard ER. And, you know, and I just wish she wasn't dating. Oh, so this was a, this was a tirade. This was a, what's his name? Kramer. This was a Kramer situation. I don't think it was anything that bad. Is Kramer the worst one in celebrity history? Um, well, I mean, Kramer's was almost like, he even said. He just lost it. But he, but what he also said was that his was like almost a misjudged attempt at performance art in a sense. Like he sort of knew he didn't he didn't actually mean that it was him saying the word. Oh, he's saying the Roman Reigns approach. He was like getting heat. He yeah, essentially like yeah. He was like people just weren't digging. Like I mean, what like you know, I can say this is the worst thing I can say to you. You know, to show you how you're making me feel. Mm-hmm. But he didn't mean. But I mean, yeah, it's, it was awful, and it was. It should, no, I don't even worry about like the repercussions or it was bad or good. I'm just trying to figure out as far as like celebrity tirades goes, is that the worst one in history? No, no, no. I mean, you've got like I know, I, you, you've got uh, God. David Hasselhoff has got to be a strong contender. Charlie Sheen, I'm sure, is up there too. No way. They went on. They went on rants like that. Oh yeah. David Hasselhoff was the man when he was on the roast. Yeah, but he he loves him a drunken cheeseburger and talking about them Jews. Oh, okay, okay. Well, let's go back to wrestling. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> um, but anyway, so so Hogan does use the word to describe the right. individual that Brooke is dating, who he would rather not. Gotcha. She was dating, which is a kind of weird thing. It almost seems like. Anyway, I'm not going to worry about what his motives were or yeah. anything along those lines. But um, yeah, I, I, it's a. So so it was just an entirely different context. And it's zero. If I'm Mark, zero if I'm Mark Henry, here's what I know. I know that Hulk Hogan, when he is in the room, he thinks alone, unrecorded, with another white person, and he's going to discuss a black person that is in his life, dating his daughter. Yeah. You know, like, like not like not, that. not part of the family, but yeah. certainly like an acquaintance, someone you talk to your friend for a long time about. He is yeah. he is comfortable using that terminology about that person, not thinking of them as a as a human being. Exactly. When Mark Henry's not there, when Mark Henry's there, he definitely doesn't say that. Uh, no. And so that's where the well, when a black person there doesn't say it. I imagine Mark Henry's different. I I imagine if Mark Henry tells you not to like if Mark Henry told me my name was Sally, I think my name would be Sally as long as he was in the room. See, I feel like I could probably get Mark Henry too, though. 
Because I'm so much faster than he is. You know, so if I had to go 10 rounds with Mark with gloves on, because I'm so much faster, he's big. Mm-hmm. You know, but because I'm quicker, I think I'd knock him out in the fourth. I'm just, I what, I what worries me is I really don't want to check into the Hall of Pain. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't want that trip, so. Doors closed. Yeah. Hotels locked down. So, yeah, big stories. Uh, the other, like, the other, like, Big story of note for this week is the CM Punk CM stands for Chick Magnet. Confirmed. Which, I mean, I knew that. Don't call me Dave Meltzer, but this is fact. Big CM Punk, Chick Magnet. Chicago made. But, <clears throat> well, Chick Magnet. Yeah. Confirmed. Yeah. I mean, he started when he was like... 17 years old yeah. and uh, and yeah back then it was there were actually two CMs there was mm-hmm. CM Punk and there was his buddy started at the same time with him was another CM and yeah, there was and they were both the chick magnets now can you be a chick magnet and still be straight edge yeah yeah I mean the chicks might be a little weirder well, I just feel like straight edge there's <coughs> no drugs no alcohol I seem like it's more promoting there I seem like it's promoting the kind of lifestyle that you don't talk about the fact that all the chicks are magnetized to you. I all well, come to. I agree, but yeah, but I, I mean, I would say I kind of agree with you. Like, you know, going putting out there like the whole idea that like I see him, I get him. I'm I'm cool in a drug and alcohol free kind of way. That sort of seems <clears throat> like what. A 45-year-old detective comes and tells your middle school, exactly. you know, I'm cool in a drug and alcohol-free kind of way. But if you only seen half the stuff that was going on in my house, my life is shambles. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, but yeah, I would agree with you. It doesn't, like, it doesn't associate in my mind with, I bet you that dude pulls. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. I feel like you gotta choose one or the other. Yeah. But I guess uh, unless you're him. Well, and there's, you know, I mean, like, there's vegan bodybuilders out there that are jacked. Monsters! So, I mean, like, v- vegan gains. Um, <laughs> but, uh... You, don't, did you see the YouTube video? The CM Punk butt video? The waist from the Royal Rumble? So, do you know what I always wonder about that? Because I always... I, don't you remember at the time that that was... Because you were watching back then. That's got to be right before I started. But, but at the time, like, it was so big, even on, like, Squared Circle and stuff, that they put up these photos <sighs> and people, like, circled... This big spot that was like it was above his butt. Yeah, but you can't see it in the video. But I'm just trying to understand because people were like taking screenshots yeah, from the rumble and were like, "Yeah, there's a cyst right there." And I'm like, "But they keep saying like the trainer couldn't see it because he wasn't naked." I'm like, "Well, I could see it on TV. I never saw it on TV. Did you ever?" See well, it? I mean, like I could see where people were like. You know, I remember when people circled it. Let's see if I could find. A, oh, apparently there's a YouTube video of it showing it, but I just know the WWE on their main page right now mm-hmm. has a three minute long video of every moving footage of CM Punk's butt centered. Mm-hmm. I think it's evidence for that. Do you whole, think that was just like something Vince has had in his back pocket? He got to be the most. Do you think? Do you think? I'm just. Do you think he has one of those for every wrestler? No, this video like itself has been out for a long time. Three-minute butt reel oh, Dolph Ziggler. I hope they do. <laughs> just, oh, yo, but three I mean, three-minute butt video of the big show. Oof. See, because you see the picture of this butt. Oh, that was weird. And they, you don't really see anything. But I feel like he's not the type of dude to make it up. 
Well, I don't know. So even Colt, even Colt Cabana said that uh, Punk exaggerated it quite a bit. Did he really yeah, say that? Yeah, Colt Cabana, because he was like, he's like, look, I'm testifying under oath. Like, I just swore in a court of law to tell the truth. But he also said it was gross and stuff, and it was purple. Sure. Well, I mean, let's be honest. If you have anything bigger than, like, a quarter that's a cyst on your body, that's pretty gross. Like, if I said, hang on a second, I'm going to show you right now, <laughs> in my <laughs> armpit, I got a cyst, <laughs> and it's, like, the size of a quarter, <laughs> you'd be like, that's not, No. Yeah. So if it's like no. if it's like twice the size of that, if it's like a silver dollar, that's pretty gross. Yeah. Really, any large, I but think CM a small Punk, zit is gross. But CM Punk said it was the size of like half a baseball. And, yeah. And it wasn't. No. So well, there's a video though right here, apparently of it getting removed. That's not. That's not going to be video of like. That's not. That's not real. Are you sure? I feel like it's definitely not real. Yeah, it's not real. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah, so well, anyway, so the the so here's the crazy thing though about this whole thing. Um, there's like obviously it's going to go to a, a to a jury decision, mm-hmm. and what we don't know, and and of course Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez have talked about this a lot during the week on Wrestling Observer. Yeah. Um, but what we don't know is has Doctor Mon's team and by extension the WWE. Have they proven that there was any significant damage to their reputation, to his reputation as a doctor, because of the podcast and because of Punk's claims that he, you know, essentially, like, his performance constituted malpractice because he was so poor? See, I don't understand. If, I, if I'm a lawyer, which I'm not, so there's probably going to be a gaping hole in this, mm-hmm. isn't the Dr. Ramon is a big-time doctor? Well, he's the doctor for the WWE. Yeah, he works on professional athletes. Right. Almost exclusively. He does have a private practice. Oh, does he? Yeah. So you could just go there? Yeah, I could go see him if I wanted to. All right. Well, I guess that changes things some. Because I was on a person he didn't have that. And I was like, so you're telling me the dudes, you're telling me Julio Jones of the Atlanta Falcons happened to listen to the podcast. And was like, I'm not going to see that guy I'm not going to see that guy anymore. That's the assertion, that it damaged his reputation and cost cost him money. Isn't that the typical claim just for a countersuit, though? Well, if so if what you said is substantially untrue and it costs me money, now I have damages. Like, now I I have a court case against you because you can't just... I can't... Like, I can't go... How much money do you have to get cost? Like, how much money do you have to get costed? Let's assume, remember the... the oh, mercy. You call the the New Yorkers mm-hmm. that hated me while they were there and said, Hey, don't do that because he's terrible and you don't do it. And then they leave. Or if Can I, I sue you but now? If, well, so if, if what I said is... If what I said <laughs> is, is purely opinion... I think I'm okay because I have free speech. Okay. If what I said was factual and I can back it up in court, I think I'm okay. Now, if I told them that I have sure and certain insider knowledge that Corey is screwing you. But how? Well, because I deal with Corey. But is it being screwed in opinion? Well. Like what what you might think is getting screwed might be different than what I think is getting screwed. And if that can exist, then ask me an opinion. Well, or, or, okay, I have concrete information that... A reasonable person would think? Co- that Corey is actually doing something, um, you know, improperly. 
Okay. Like something is going, you're going to have negative repercussions from dealing with Corey. Okay. Because I have inside knowledge that, you know, forms are going to be filled out wrong and things okay. are going to go bad. This is this is all going to unwind. This is going to go poorly. It's because it's going to go poorly because he's involved and I can prove that. And I say that. Yeah. So if I if I'm just making that up I and I say. cost you money, then you can sue me for triple the amount of money that you lost. I feel like you could make a living doing that. Well, you have to you have to prove substantial harm in lots of instances and you have to know that triple damages are going to be awarded and that it's going to cost that it's going to more than pay for your court costs taking so somebody to court. So when Rusty told me that, D- mercy, HBK is better than Dolph Ziggler, uh huh, crushed me. I'm sad now. <clears throat> I probably can't record the podcast next week while I recover. I probably miss work because I'm emotionally distraught. Mm-hmm. So if I can prove that Dolph Ziggler is for sure better than HBK. Clearly, then I, there's something to there's something to talk to. Well, and that's that's why in America our court system is you know um, because I have a chance a negative example to the whole world because our court system does allow you to sue anybody for anything and rusty and um, yeah and there's no telling like if you if you can convince a jury <laughs> to side with you and you can convince them you know of. Of the mm-hmm. amount of money that you lost and to award you triple damages, then yeah, like you and he was a, he was a Jinder Mahal fan though, right? Uh, he's a Seth Rollins. I, did fan. we talk about Jinder? No, he's a Seth Rollins fan. No, he's an Alliance fan. Uh, we're gonna give you a pass, Russ. We're gonna give you a pass. So, but the big stories of the week, like they were wrestling related, but not even wrestling stories. And the funny thing about the CM Punk thing, uh, which has been talked about too. But he's got a fight in a couple days. Couple days. Like six days from now, he's got a UFC fight, and he's spending all of his time sitting in a courtroom. Let's be honest, it's not going to affect the outcome. He's going to make 25 seconds. You think he's losing? Yeah. I, I, I think they picked... Did they, you watch the first one? But I think they... I mean, I think number one, they were like, all right, well, fair enough. So obviously, you haven't actually learned how to be a UFC <laughs> fighter. So we're going to give you like a year and a half. Does that sound good to learn how to do this? And he was like, okay, yeah, I can do that. So they gave him a year and a half to like learn how to be a UFC fighter, which he didn't do the first time around. <laughs> exactly. And they were also like, we're going to handpick you an opponent. And this guy is like, he's not a UFC fighter, but he's like, he's had a couple fights, but he's going to lose. This dude looks like he could win, but we know he's going to lose. Yeah. It's good TV. Yeah. And like, this guy's the perfect opponent for you because his arms don't work. Yeah. This is Braun Strowman versus (laughs) James Ellsworth. Yeah. And like, he's probably still going to headbutt CM Punk to death, even with his non-working arms. Hold on his arms. (laughs) (laughs) I just know the first time, and I am a big CM Punk fan, you know, I'm a big CM Punk fan. But I, uh, no disrespect to the man, right? Because he get out there. If he can do it, so be it. I can respect that when it goes and gets it. But there's got to be a time that's got to be staying in your lane. Yeah. You know, you just you just can't you can't jump to a world immediately to the top and fight a dude that deserves to be there. You know, it's just you you gotta. I'll use the example I use for myself. All right. When I boot up Final Fantasy Seven. I fight the level two conscious plant, not Sephiroth, immediately. Right. You know? So, 
you need to start way, way lower. You need the you need to recruit Barrett team. You need mm-hmm. to you know you gotta like crawl up there. You don't just turn on the game, go immediately to the final boss, and then act surprised. When you get one shot, right, right, which, and you you like you take on just your basic Shinra soldier uh, first class uh, guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you try to take on the Midgar Zalem, exactly. like you don't want to just run into that because <laughs> yeah. one, you won't win, right? Two, you're not ready to even have a shot at believing you can win. I mean, I'll win, but well, I think you might actually consider thinking about. Believing you could win, but okay. but uh, so let's talk about the like the big thing, the big angle, the big story from SmackDown. Well, time, time, real quick, yeah. though, real quick. Does uh-huh. CM Punk does he win the fight? Do you think? No. Does it make it out the first round? Um, I, I, I think no matter what happens now, <laughs> like no matter what happens, you, you like he wins for the payday. He, I don't know that it's a draw though because I think like. Are UFC fans going to be that unaware? Are they going to be totally in the dark about the fact that he spent the last two weeks in a courtroom rather than yeah. preparing? Yeah, they don't care. It, the only reason it's going to work is because that Mickey Gall guy is actually end up pretty good. Like Mickey Gall's really good. Yeah. So, so they're using the idea of look, we handpicked Mickey Gall and we were wrong because mm-hmm. I mean I think he's only lost one time. So Mickey Gall is like really really good. He's a good future champion. People say. So, if CM Punk, like, if, if my debut match, I got bodied by Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this on the show before, you'd rather, you'd rather... I'd rather get bodied by Brock Lesnar because it keeps my power up later. Right. Than beat... Cakewalk against Johnny No-Arms. Exactly. Because it doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Next, next, time you fight, like. next time you fight a guy that can throw a right, you, you won't even You're be done. looking for it. Exactly. So, it has... It, they're making it seem like he fought Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So there's, I think it'll be draw the second time around. Third one, no. But who did, was it? Meltzer? No, it wasn't Meltzer. It was Cornette. One of those guys said if he lose at UFC, they expect him to wrestle it all in. Uh, I I think that's probably accurate. I um, think so. But if he wrestles it all in, he's like he says he's not passionate about wrestling anymore, and he always seems like he's been money first, which is fine. It is his job. Like his issue with <clears throat> remember the whole main event of WrestleMania thing, and he was talking about. You and Taker blew the house down. You were the main event. And he said, but my paycheck wasn't like it. Right. He said, so pay me like it. So it seemed like it was about money, not the placement. But I think, I think like, with All In... They're not paying him WWE money. Well, but what I'll tell you... So, if they can get a streaming deal, if they can get a partnership with Ring of Honor and New Japan mm-hmm. to allow a streaming deal, mm-hmm. then they've already sold out the arena. So, at this point, it's about creating enough of a draw that every wrestling fan in North America feels like they have to get that event on pay-per-view. They have to see All In, even if they can't be there. And, but that's not where the money is anyway. But the one, the, one thing that, the one thing that would ensure that everybody who's a wrestling fan has to tune into All In is the return of CM Punk. I agree with that. I agree that... He would be, it would be the biggest news story this year if he shows up there and it would make, put if uh, you know how during uh, any pay-per-view at one point they say it's num- number one trending on Twitter in the world, hashtag backlash. Mm-hmm. If you ran all in exact same time as backlash, once CM Punk returned, if their times were lined up, 
that would definitely out-trend Backlash. Yeah. It would be a way bigger deal. Yeah. But I don't... I don't think there's anybody... I don't think there's anybody that WWE... Like, even if they were able, and they wouldn't be able to, because Omega's likely to be there... Yeah, exactly. But, He's already confirmed to be there. But, you know, there's nobody they could even bring in that no. would, would be of an equal story. The Mountain from Game of Thrones. No. Because I saw him there before. No. Yeah, just cause people because people are too many... And there's not enough people on Twitter that can hashtag half Thor Bjornsson. Yeah, but they would hashtag... Is this an alien? Oh, well. That is a big, big dude, man. Yeah. But, I mean, I think you're right. And I mean, no, no I'm going to say you are right. I just want to know, I don't think it does anything for the all-in. I don't do, think it does anything for the indies. Well, I think... I think it only serves as rising your stock in WWE's eyes. But, I mean, I think if he if he performs on the show... Yes. And they earn, like, I'm going to say that he would generate... Three million dollars in streaming business. No. Then, well, let, how many pay per views do you think he's going to sell for UFC this coming week? Um, I think it was like seven hundred thousand or something like that. At how much? Fifty bucks? No, no. Last time around, I don't, I don't know all that. The fight pass is only fifteen dollars a month, though. Fifteen dollars a month includes pay per view. Yeah. And there's what, uh, like three hundred thousand people subscribe to it? Is that right? Yeah. So, five, or maybe half a million. Yeah, but I imagine people don't buy the pay per view, so it might have been fight pass. I mean, I don't know the number. So half a million times fifteen bucks uh, is six and a half million. I mean, why don't we just shoot to the end of it? CM Punk made five hundred thousand dollars for fighting. Okay. That's how much he made. Well, at a so, UFC show. So if he can earn, if he can earn a million dollars streaming. This is not is, if he's a million, if he's a million dollar draw, if if like him being on the card means a um, hundred thousand people buy it at ten bucks just to see CM Punk. That's what's that? Ten million dollars? No, that's a million bucks. That's a million bucks. But and if you use the UFC, you pay him scale, half a million. No, you scale like UFC. If they made six hundred, if they made six million dollars from that show, they paid him five hundred grand. They paid him ten percent. Yeah, roughly. Of the entire pot. Mm-hmm. So you pay CM Punk a hundred grand. But he might not do it for that. Exactly. But anything past that it stops it stops making sense. Yeah. Well, cause I mean what's 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 Brock Lesnar get just to show up? Well, but but I mean it's like if you have a guy that is enough of a draw to like earn you a million dollars more than you would earn otherwise, it might be worth paying him half. No, I agree with that there, but I'm saying if he is interested in the money is what pulls him in then the money the WWE gets him is going to be the same motivation that why he's saying no to all in. Yeah. Because well, if you're like, hey, man, I'll pay you 500 grand if you do it then. And he's like, wow, that's a lot of money. I know I don't like doing this and I don't like wrestling that much, but 500 grand, I'd love to do it. The WWE says, oh, well, here's $8 million. We do the same thing for us? He's going to be like, uh, well, I actually don't like you. And I'm like, yeah, but it's $8 million. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? We we really like we got to keep an eye on it because we probably only you know can put another like fifteen twenty minutes into the show today and we got a couple more things we should probably talk about. Well, like what about this whole situation with Daniel Bryan Samoa Joe? We just watched it. It was just uh, it's dumb. You said it. They already announced it on Twitter. Bait and switch. It's uh, it's instead of getting Daniel Bryan Samoa Joe, we get Samoa Joe qualifies in a triple threat with Big Cass. But he still beats Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. which was a mistake. They, well, the, they should not have had Samoa Joe beat Daniel Bryan. Uh, because, the, you know, the whole idea is that we're trying to tell the story of Daniel Bryan working his way back up to the world title. 
And he, you know, it's like what you were talking about with the Jeff Hardy situation. It's like, well, I know Samoa Joe can beat you, and I know Big Cass probably can beat you because he's laid you out with a kick a bunch of times. A bunch of times, yeah. You know, I know, like, I know there's guys that can beat you because you're not winning matches. Yeah. I don't think, has he won a match? Well, yeah, he's won against, he made Big Cass tap out. Yeah, he made Big Cass tap out. And he won at WrestleMania, but, um, but we get a bait and switch, we get a triple threat instead of a one-on-one match. Uh, Samoa Joe still wins Samoa Joe's now qualified for the Money in the Bank and Daniel Bryan is uh, it's official already on Twitter that we get Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass in a rematch um, from the last pay-per-view from the last pay-per-view because if you if you didn't like the match at Backlash you'll definitely love it now that it's a month later yeah for sure for and, sure yeah and you know Big Cass like vastly improved ring technician now really so much better I didn't get that memo actually uh, well You'll see when, when, they, when they when they blow the Meltzer scale through the roof oh, and wow. deliver the first seven star match in history. Um, I want to know. So hold on, real quick, real quick. Uh, so he was a tag team match at WrestleMania with Shane McMahon, right? Right. Yeah, and he won that one. He won. So and since then he's had a singles match against Big Cass, and he made Big Cass tap out, but then he got the big boot. And then now he's scheduled for another against Big Cass. Well, he had so he was he's also competed in a triple threat match with Samoa Joe and Big Cass. Which he lost, got where he that tapped tap. out, got choked or choked out. Yeah, he didn't tap. They they made a point to saying he never tapped out. Yeah, he just he got passed out. I just don't understand why people make that a big deal. Because like it just shows how tough you are that like you even when you're on the verge of being unconscious, you still will not give up. But when you're fading to darkness. You're, you didn't accept that they're going to kill you. You just yeah. know you're well, going to pass that's why, out. That's why it's, and then the refs that's let, why they let you That's go. why it's terrible to have Samoa Joe do that to Daniel Bryan on television. Well, like, I, I, just don't, I just don't think it makes sense anyway. Like, he's a tough dude because he refused to tap out. Yeah. He just well, that's the story got they, choked they, out. That's the story they told with Stone Cold and Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13, though. Is like, he's the toughest son of a bitch in the world. Because he was in the sharpshooter in the middle of the ring and he couldn't get out, but he would not tap out. So he just accepted that he was. Well, no, I mean he just like he fought and he kept trying to get out of it, but he just couldn't because it was locked in the middle of the ring. There's no escape. He can't get to the ropes. So it's like all he can do is just keep taking the pain and tell the ref to go to hell when he asks him if he wants to quit because he just won't quit. He won't say I quit. Yeah, eventually he just passes out from the pain because it's too much, and the referee has to stop the match. But he was just that tough that he wouldn't quit, and that's the idea. But, but let me let me ask you the quick, quick the simple question though: mm-hmm. Did he know he was going to pass out from the pain? Probably not. So there's the difference. There's the difference. Is Daniel Bryan is like I'm losing he, consciousness. I'm losing consciousness here. So he knows he's going out, mm-hmm. and he knows once he goes out, since the rules of wrestling have been the same. Yeah, I mean, really, in all practical sense, like the whole idea of tapping out in those situations is like, why are you going to let the guy choke you unconscious? Like, <sighs> bad things can happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, there's times that like people have been choked unconscious and their breathing doesn't just restart. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like that's yeah. that's not good. The whole point of tapping out is like, you know what? Rather than possibly die, rather than possibly die tonight, 
Let's just call it a night. Exactly. Let's call it a night next time. Yeah. I got you. Might go down the brain cells. Get the heel hook. Yeah. You know, exactly. maybe you'll tap out. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. 205 Live, we got our championship match. Money. Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy. I'm almost on board now. Story of the match was that uh, Murphy went after the back of Cedric Alexander. Mm-hmm. Went after the lower back of Cedric Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, Lumbar check. Well, that's that's Alexander. I know. That's Alexander's move. He checked him. But I'll tell you, the springboard... Bicycle kick, so nice. Pele kick. He hit it twice, and it was great. I loved it. That was an awesome match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm I'm never going to complain about an almost thirty minute wrestling match. That's, I would give that match four and a half, four and three quarter stars. That's too many. But you I think? would say for self, I I I'm a sucker for the environment and the big fight feel. And that's what 205 Live never gets. Well, it's so just because of the way they shoot it, like it should. I mean, I understand it's says, not their fault, but everybody says, it and it's 100 percent right that it should be shot before SmackDown so that you have the crowd coming into the arena rather than going out of the arena. I agree with and you. And people shouldn't be dead tired. And the other thing is, like, if you had a main event match that started like half an hour before the SmackDown Live show started, like the arena's full by this time. And you're like, all right, here we go, championship match. You put on that match at 7:30 at night in front of a hot crowd. Like, I agree with you. Like, you're right in what you're saying, but it's just not reflective of reality. Yeah, but it was so, still a great. I mean, it like, was a great match in any environment. Yeah. It was a great match. It was. I can't knock it. It as was a wrestling match. It at was all. that match was better than Cedric Alexander Mustafa Ali at WrestleMania. Yes, that was the best wrestling match this week in wrestling. Yeah, and yeah, that's simple. Yeah, um, the best segment. This week in wrestling definitely has to go to NXT, and it's actually a toss-up because there were some good ones. Uh, well, we had so number one, we had Ricochet and the Velveteen Dream. Did you see Ricochet the Velveteen Dream Twitter? I saw it forwards and backwards. No, I'm talking about the hot dog. The hot dog and the handshake. What is what is a hot dog and a handshake? So it's you know the indie. Is it what I think? It's the indie. Well, so it's it's two. Yeah, it's so it's the indie payday. Which is like, we don't have cash to pay you, but you can get yourself a hot dog from the oh, session stand, okay. and we'll shake your hand. You okay, know. I thought it was... Ah! The meat. I thought Velveteen Dreams... Maybe, maybe said, your hot dog will get a handshake. Yes! Yeah! Because Velveteen Dreams is like flamboyant, yeah. and he was like, I'm going to give you the L. Uh-huh, but you'll get it. But a, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you the meat. Your hot dog will get a handshake. Do you think that's what he meant? I think, I think both meanings were possibly intended. Okay, so he's but he's flamboyant, right? Yeah. Like is is his character does it does it His character is definitely interested in Ricochet. Like there's some attraction there. There's some attraction. Is he called Ricochet a very handsome man? So let me ask you this. What's who's me? <laughs> well, he's getting so he's getting a hot dog and a handshake, which makes me believe like there's going to be um some you know what? Like, let's just not even worry about it. No, I have to. I have to look. <laughs> no, you can. I mean, I'm telling you what. I can't even spell Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream. Oh no. Is this him? There it is. Yeah. Was that even his real account? Actually. Yeah. Yeah. It was. All right. Look right here, man. Because I'm telling you what. I think. Like, I don't know. I think I almost thought like maybe that was a shoot. Ricochet may not get the bonus pay for going over at TakeOver. Mm-hmm. Because he's going to lose. Right. Okay. But, Spoiler. But the dream. Mm-hmm. 
not me, but I'm speaking as him right now, me will make sure you get that hot dog and handshake that you're used to after the match. Mm-hmm. Which in context seems like he's saying he's going to give him the hot dog. Give him the hot dog. But he's going to get a handshake too, so... That's a reach. Yeah, he has the decency to give guy. He has the... Let's move on. He has the decency to give it's guys time to move on. A handshake. Let's keep rolling. To um, but there were more. No, there were more. There were more good angles uh, on that show. Um, so you got the big match, uh, Dakota Kai's biggest match so far, her championship match against Shayna Baszler. Yep. Um, did you see the ending? Did not. Oh, you'd have loved it because Dakota Kai lost the match to Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Um, but Shayna wanted to continue the bullying and intimidation after the match. Okay. And after choking out um, Dakota Kai, Dakota Kai got a little bit of help from Nikki Cross. And Nikki Cross stood up to Shayna Baszler and actually, eventually, Dakota Kai kind of revived from being choked out and... Nikki Cross told Shayna Baszler, we can do this right now. She looked over at Dakota Kai and said, you can be the referee. Dakota Kai like, kind of was like, I don't know what's going on. I but got choked oh, out. Okay, whatever, I'll be the referee. Okay. Nikki Cross hit Shayna with that swing neck breaker, put her down, got the three. Dakota Kai counted it. One, two, three. New champ. Nikki Cross grabbed that NXT Women's Championship from Shayna Baszler and said, I'm the new champion. Did she walk away with it? She did. Did she wear it? Well, she held it. She held it high. Shayna walked... So big compared to her. Shayna walked up the ramp and said, that's mine. Like, that wasn't an official match. That was just some nonsense. Okay. You attacked me after my match. That's, that's my belt. Nikki Cross said, come and get it. Laid it down in the middle of the ring. Said, just come and get your belt if this is your belt. Come and take it come from me. Come take it. Shayna tried to get in the ring very cautiously. She's scared now. She's a little bit. She the, does, not, does not want this Nikki Cross. Don't get want these hands. So she tried to get in the ring. Second she tried to get in the ring, she waited for Nikki Cross to get all the way to the other side of the ring. Soon as she tried to step through the ropes, Nikki Cross came flying across that ring. Flying. Fly quick, too. So fast. Yeah. Almost got her hands on Shayna again. Shayna had to... She said, keep the belt? She said, "I, you know what? You can hold that for me. Yeah, whatever. You know what? I'm just, I am just I, just got something in the back I got to take care of right now. I got to get one on Regal. And uh, so just hang on a minute because I got to go away back there. It's not out here where the ring is. And I'm going to go back up the ramp. And Nikki Cross stood tall in the ring with the Women's Championship because Shayna don't want none. They don't want none. Yeah. You know I like Nikki Cross. I know you do. That's why. I, that's why I thought you would so much enjoy. That's that. my weakness is Nikki Cross. Yeah, Nikki Nikki Cross crossed with Asuka. Oh, all right. Let's let's. <laughs> oh, real quick, real quick. Enzo Mori's music is trash. The Phoenix. The Phoenix. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Something shouldn't come back from the dead. Your WWE career, Ken. It's time to let your rap career go. Hashtag consensual penis. And that's how we end it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so hey, but we, we got a couple minutes left and we got one big thing I think we have to talk about. What? We got to talk about the tournament. The tournament. 
So, guys, we teased it on Twitter, mm-hmm. but we have got something special in store for fans of the Close to the Mark podcast. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a multi-platform event yep. that's going to take pace, place here on the show and in the world of social media. We got reach. So, it's essentially like we know... NCAA basketball has their March Madness. Mm-hmm. 64 team tournament. Yep. 32 games bracketed out until we get to 16, Three, eight, 8, 4, two, 2, and we have a champion. One stands tall. Right. So we're going to take the 64 greatest entrance themes in wrestling history. Tomasa Champas is available. But we're going to take those 64 greatest wrestling themes in history and we're going to have a 64 song tournament that will run from June 17th until August 19th and it will take us all the way up to SummerSlam. The winner is revealed on the SummerSlam show. But we will declare the greatest wrestling entrance theme of all Time. time and you, our fans, will be able to participate in Twitter polls, which will decide the head-to-head matchups between each two <laughs> entrance themes yep. in every bracket throughout the weeks. The other thing before before we start the competition, we will release the bracket, the matchups for all sixty-four entrance themes, mm-hmm. and. Anybody who wants to submit to the Close to the Mark podcast at gmail.com their completed bracket with who they think is going to win the whole thing. Anybody who gets a perfect bracket will get a year of the WWE Network. It's old. So, one year. You get a year of the WWE Network paid for by the Close to the Mark podcast mm-hmm. if you put together a perfect bracket. Of the 64 entrance theme and the ultimate winner. Think of it like this. Backlash might have been good if it was free. It will be if you get the perfect bracket. And at least a year. Every pay-per-view will be free. WrestleMania. Even WrestleMania. Greatest Royal Rumble. Greatest, greatest, greatest Royal Rumble. Only one more. Greatest, greatest. Okay. Oh, that's fine. No, we might win two years in a row. Then yeah. greatest, greatest, greatest. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, send them over to us at close to the mark podcast at gmail.com. And... Keep a lookout on Twitter at CTTM Podcast and at Facebook at CTTM Podcast to look out for the full bracket with all 64 entrants into our greatest entrance theme uh, of all time tournament. That's possible to create. Yeah. In history. Yep. Of all time. It's going to be a big event, folks. It's going to be a blast. And it's going to culminate at the biggest show of the summer, SummerSlam. Get it. But we'll see you then, and of course, as always, we'll see you next week. It's been a blast. Have a good one.